Hey, it's John Terry, the Black Belt Leader, and welcome to this Black Belt Leadership Master Your Life moment. I want to talk in this particular episode about running, but which way? In the 2016 remake of The Magnificent Seven, there's an interesting character in the movie that we can learn some interesting life lessons from, and that was the character played by Ethan Hawke. In the movie, he plays the role of Goodnight Robichaud, referred to as the Angel of Death. In the movie, Robichaud is a crackshot Cajun, and he earned his nickname, the Angel of Death, for 23 confirmed kills at the Battle of Antietam during the Civil War. Now, Robichaud, like many soldiers today, found himself struggling with the aftermath of the carnage and the bloodshed of battle, and he suffered from PTSD. Now, Robichaud was recruited along with six other gunfighters to defend a helpless town from Bartholomew Bogue, who was a golden land baron, by a deputized bounty hunter by the name of Sam Chisholm, who was played by Denzel Washington. Now, Chisholm had been solicited by a young widow who had lost her husband in a senseless act of violence by Bogue. For Chisholm, it was an opportunity to repay a debt. For Robichaud, a chance to exercise his demons. And throughout the movie, Robichaud struggled to contribute to the cause because he couldn't pull the trigger of his rifle and shoot. He was worthless in conflict because he was afraid. And at the time, the infamous gun battle for the soul of the town between seven gunfighters and a handful of villagers that were going to be squaring off against Bartholomew Bogue and an army of crack shot paid soldiers, Robichaud packed up his horse and he rode out into the dark of night, fleeing the coming battle. What was he doing? He was running away from his calling. Now, the gunsight that ensued on the big screen was literally an epic gunfight. And if you're a fan of Westerns as I am, it's one of those classic scenes in any Western that you want to see again and again. As the battle raged and the tide was turning from the seven gunfighters and the townspeople, Robichaud comes charging into the fray on horseback, firing his rifle from his mouth. This Civil War veteran took a sniper position and began to wreak havoc as he relentlessly began to take out Bogue's men from a steeple of a church, one at a time. What happened? Robichaud was running to his destiny. Now, I don't want to spoil the end of the movie if you haven't seen it, but again, you should because there's some great life lessons and leadership lessons to learn from the movie. But what I will share is one specific life lesson from this movie that you and I could apply to our own lives and I want to form it in the form of a question. Are you running away from your calling or are you running to your destiny? You and I, every one of us are running. The question is which way? Now, each of us has a calling and a destiny that's beckoning to us. And for those of us who are black belt leaders, the pursuit of that calling is in a word, relentless. That calling passionately drives us forward towards the cause we want to champion, the wrong we want to right, or the person that we want to help. But sometimes life gets in the way. We face struggles, challenges, setbacks, and obstacles. All these things get in the way. They stall our momentum and they limit our progress. And if we allow ourselves to be overcome by the things pushing against us, we slow down. And sometimes we stop. And other times we turn and we run the other way. We're running.
from our calling. Now, it's in those moments when life seems to be against us, the challenges before us are too great, and the carnage and the terror that we're experiencing in our lives are pushing us to the breaking point that we want to surrender, and sometimes we do. At that moment, we stop fighting for what we believe in. We give up on our calling, our passion, and our destiny, and in that moment, we stop moving forward and we start retreating. When you and I, we become consumed by fear and guilt and the anger that we're experiencing as we pursue a cause that's bigger than ourselves and negative emotions arise as a result of conflict that ensues as we're chasing that big, hairy, audacious goal, as we seek to summit our own Mount Everest and we see the looming battle ahead, we see the odds are against us. Sometimes we, like Robichaud in the movie, we want to quietly saddle our horse in the dark of night and quietly ride out of town to avoid the conflict we know is coming at the rising of the sun. We're running away from our calling. I recently finished spending three days with my mentor, John Maxwell, who reminded me that everything worthwhile is uphill. That's where you and I as leaders are called to go. Everything worthwhile is uphill. Yes, it won't be easy. Yes, there will be challenges. Yes, there will be times that you want to quit. But remember, everything worthwhile is uphill. Your calling, your passion, your journey, your big, hairy, audacious goal, your destiny awaits you at the top of the mountain. But you've got to keep climbing. That's what leaders do. We run toward our destiny, fighting for the cause that we have championed. Yeah, it's scary. Ask a firefighter who plunges into a burning building to rescue the people trapped within. Ask the law enforcement officer who runs towards the gunfire to protect the lives of the innocent. Ask the soldier who marches into battle, faces overwhelming odds as they attempt to retake a city that's been overrun by an enemy and is killing innocent lives. But again, that's what leaders do. These individuals train themselves to go where other people are afraid to go. Leaders do things that other people will not do. They lead by example so others will follow. It's the leaders that keep fighting. It's the leaders that keep climbing. They keep moving forward and they keep taking ground. Leaders run towards their destiny. Now, in the movie, Robichaud turned to alcohol as a veiled attempt to drown his anxiety, his pain, and his personal struggles. And yet, despite all his efforts to run away from who he was, he ultimately had to come face to face with his calling and his destiny and make that decision to either move forward and embrace it or retreat back into the bottle and remain trapped in the angst and agony of his past. Robichaud chose to stop running away from his calling and to run towards his destiny. Now, many great leaders of the past have very similar stories. Washington, Gandhi, Lincoln, Kennedy, Carnegie, Edison, Mandela, Martin Luther King. These individuals at one time or another faced what seemed like an insurmountable obstacle in their lives. Yet they faced insurmountable odds as the deck appeared to be stacked against them and the enemy they were facing was invincible, yet they 
persisted. They kept moving forward. They continued to run before their passion, their calling, and their destiny, and they ultimately succeeded. Ogmandino reminds us of this truth in his classic book, The Greatest Salesman in the World. When Hafid, the lowly camel boy who ultimately became the greatest salesman in the world, is sharing one of the secrets of his success, the third scroll with his servant that will now take his place. And that truth was this, I will persist until I succeed. In life, there's going to be times when you and I feel so overwhelmed by the struggles we're facing, it's tempting to just say, I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. I quit. We hit the stop button and we cease moving forward. I mean, who doesn't want to return to what's easy, what's convenient, and what's comfortable? But that's not what black belt leaders do. They run towards their destiny. Robichaud thought he hit the stop button in his life, and for a while, he had stopped moving forward, but come to realize he had only put his life on pause. There in the dark of night, as he silently rode out of town, he came to the realization he only had to hit the play button once again, and he could step back into his calling and his destiny, and he could make a difference right now. He realized that he and his unique skill set were needed in the moment and other people were dependent on him, not only for success, but for their very lives. In that moment, he realized he had to lead. Yes, there is a cost to leadership, but it's a price that leaders are willing to pay. Like the firefighter, the law enforcement officer, or the soldier, leaders understand that at times, you and I, we must venture into places that demand much of us. But we do it anyway because others are counting on us. Now, your calling may be daunting, and yes, it will have its challenges, its obstacles, and its dangers. But as a black belt leader, you and I, we accept the fact that this comes with the territory. There's a passage in the scripture that says, don't become weary in well-doing, for in due time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Remember this, people are counting on you. People need you to be present in the moment to help them fight the battles they can't win on their own. They need you to believe in them when they're struggling to believe in themselves. They need you to be there beside them, standing with them as they do battle with their own demons of inferiority, insecurity, and self-doubt. They need you to lead so they can follow and model your success. You and I, we're all running, but the question is which way? Black belt leaders don't run from their calling. They run to their destiny. I'm John Terry, the Black Belt Leader. Thanks for joining me and have a great day.